following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a Say It With Your Chest Friday edition of Talking Cowboys. Every Friday at 9.15, we continue to break down this matchup between the Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers Week 9 of the NFL season. And we're going to say it with our chest today. Bring your complaints. Bring your questions. Bring the fire in the Periscope <laughs> chat. We want to address it, and we want to get you ready. We've got predictions coming up. We're going to talk about that secondary a little bit more. I've got some questions for Rob, Isaiah, and Heckma, and also not to mention, we may even talk about the quarterback battle and what we saw yesterday during practice, but we're going to start things off by, of course, saying it with your chest. Isaiah, stand back, our resident Super Bowl champion. We've got the great Rob Phillips in the building as well, and Heckma Harrison always. I can't, I I, want to say sultry voice every single time. I can't get away from it, but I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it because you're better than that. Say what? Say it with your chest. Say it with your chest. It's the sultry voice of Heckma Harrison. Sorry, Heckma. Rob told me to. So that's how we're going to start things off today. Mm -hmm. Glad you're with us. (laughs) Glad you're with us. And Rob, let's (laughs) let's dive into practice yesterday. What did we see from the Cowboys' perspective and, and maybe some of these injuries that were lingering earlier in the week? and maybe some updates that we saw later on. Yeah, I mean, the injury report, like we always say this year, if you take away injured reserve, it looks pretty clean for the Cowboys in week (laughs) eight. Uh, Chris Jones is on it. He was set to have um, that core muscle surgery on Thursday, so he's going to be out for a while. They have a new punter. How did we pronounce his name, Kyle? Nice Wander. Nice Wander is how you say his name. Hunter... Nice wander. Nice wander. Okay. Hunter the punter is in against the Steelers <laughs> this week. And the big ones, obviously, are Zeke and Alden Smith, both limited the last two days in practice. But, I, you know, Mike McCarthy kind of said yesterday he doesn't sound like anything serious, just trying to get those guys both no, to the wait, game. Wait a minute. We have a punter named, last name Nice Wonder? Nice Wonder. Apparently, yes. He wears yeah. number one. He wears number one, heck, just like Matt number- McGuire back in the day. Number one, nice wonder. This is 2020. <laughs> and it's Hunter, where we're at. Hunter we're the we're punter. At. He said in an interview during his time in Northwestern that his teammates would call him HTP for Hunter the punter. And it kind of disappointed Nick Eatman upstairs because he thought he kind of made it up, I think. And, and Nick did not make it up. Apparently it's been something back to his time at uh, his time in Northwestern. But. Rob, he's kind of a big guy. This isn't Chris Jones back there punting the ball. He's a little bit of a bigger character and somebody out of the XFL. The man is a he's a man of size. He's a man of size at the hunter at the hunter at the punter position. So uh <laughs> No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Know, are we saying we'll just see a, how a, it goes? <laughs> wait a minute. Now hold on, guys. Are we saying a man of size like Heckma, man of size, mm-hmm. or like Isaiah, man of size? Where are we going with this? Hey, we the same size, heck. What you talking about? No, 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 no. God, God definitely made you differently than, for me. Okay? <laughs> so let's just be clear about that, all right? Thank you. That's so nice. But nah. So 
Come on, put that in context of what we're talking about, guys. Um, I, how about the time whenever I put on Isaiah's jersey? I don't have jersey. his measurables memorized. The time I put on Isaiah's jersey, they said I looked like a retired punter. Well, it might you could take the retired <laughs> out of that. You could take the retired <laughs> name out of that, and it kind of looks oh. like that. I, I don't think that's necessarily the case. He's definitely more trim than I am, but he's a big guy. I mean, he's... I, and I'm I'm interested to see if Rob can find his measurables because he's a lot bigger than I anticipated. And he had a, a one punt yesterday during the media session that was pretty impressive. There were some that were kind of duds, but uh, I guess that's how we're going to start our say it with the chess Fridays talking about Hunter. This is nice one. This is where we're at. <laughs> this talking is where about, we're at in the season. Talking about the backup punter. How about that? It, that's that's <laughs> something to, to talk about. Punters? Talking about punters. Isaiah, how are you doing this Friday morning? I'm fantabuloso. You know, I woke up this morning, so it was a great start. Mm, that's good. That's always good. What'd you now- do this morning? <laughs> <laughs> Can't say it. I went. I went and I coordinated uh, some nice workouts for individuals this good. morning at the gym. Okay, that's good. Okay, nice. I sure did. Nice. Okay. Sure did. Okay. Real quick, I got to get the measurables in there. Thank you. He is a man of size, dude. I didn't realize this. He's six four, two forty three. Oh my god. Jeez. Oh, he's- okay, so he's bigger. He can than play me. quarterback. Like by a lot. Wow, that's impressive. He's bigger than me. 6'4", 243 for our backup punter, Mr. Nice Wander. So, nice with, that, Wander. with that being said, Chris Jones having that abdominal injury seems to be out this week. And it'll be interesting to see how the Cowboys uh, utilize him, I guess, is kind of the sad way to put it. Because the Cowboys haven't moved the ball offensively over the last couple of weeks. And we kind of talked about it. A while back, following the Dak Prescott injury and the drop-off from Dak Prescott to Andy Dalton. But Isaiah, whenever we look at the drop-off from Andy Dalton to, I guess, whoever's at quarterback following Andy Dalton, whether it's Ben (laughs) DiNucci, Garrett Gilbert, or Cooper Rush, did you really anticipate the drop-off being that much? Because, I mean, we said it last week, it cost you a game against Philly. Yes, I anticipated that. Now, when we everybody everybody in Twitter world and Periscope world, they all know I've, I've stood up by Andy Dalton. And I did not expect there to be a substantial drop off between Dak and, and Andy, which there uh, was. But the Andy, which there was, um, and I was wrong. I admit it. Uh, but Andy Dalton to whomever, um, it, you know, it just is substantial. I expected it to be that bad. Uh, you're you're taking you know we took a rookie quarterback, a rookie quarterback who had no preseason. Who's had probably, mm, I say maybe, I, I, if I had to guess, probably less than twenty reps all in all from the time he's he's touched touched foot at the star um, to to now in terms of reps versus a first team defense, um, and that was his first experience versus a coach that we knew was going to be a jerk in terms of well, he didn't even really bring a lot of pressure, right? No. But but he we knew he was just going to play mind games with him, and you know he, he didn't have a chance. He had zero chance. But we all knew that, right? I mean, I know some people were were trying to give him all kinds of nicknames to, to make themselves feel better as if. He's going to come in and ball out. We Everybody on here, we all knew it was going to be terrible. Um, we try to keep the morale up as much as possible sometimes, but sometimes the facts are facts, and, you know, we take the emotion out of it. Ain't that right, heck? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you started with me already. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh, man. it's uh, You talk about a drop-off between where we were, Danucci. Uh, Gucci Danucci. No, nope, don't do that. For big, mm. Hey, for, he went from big Gucci Danucci to Benjamin, and Ooh. it's it's the truth, man. We are Ooh. we are there, um, and no matter how you look at it with these quarterbacks, I don't think that the expectation is for these guys to to go out and have a 400 plus game 
uh, multiple touchdowns. So I, I think we're all in a wait and see. I, we don't know who's going to start, do we? I, I, I nope. still we're still waiting to see what the I think the over under. We were all with with Rush and and pretty much putting that based off of his experience with Kellen Moore. But man, the, the drop off is steep, especially when we're talking about from my number one guy to where we are right now. And so, you know, we need so many things to happen in this game for us to have any success. And like, like we had talked about uh, previous uh, this week, the defense have to have a pick and score. Special teams has to score. We have to have a whole lot of things go in our favor uh, in order for us to pull out a victory. Rob, whenever it comes to a backup quarterback situation like this, and I'm going to ask here in a minute kind of just a prediction because none of us know who the starting quarterback is, but if you had a feeling, who would it be? But before we get into that, what position is affected the most by a change at quarterback? Because CeeDee Lamb earlier this week was asked the question, he's had a ton of different quarterbacks that have thrown him the football over the last couple years, and he felt like that gives him an advantage. But there's a ton of wide receivers that have not had the same or have not had different quarterbacks. They've had the same quarterback, and Dak Prescott throwing him the football over and over again. But what other position is affected the most, Rob, whenever it comes to the change of quarterback? Well, I think you answered it. I mean, I would say, you know, the center position, you got to get the cadence down. The same, the same cadence as the previous quarterback. But other than that, it's it's got to be the skill position guy, the mm-hmm. wide receivers. I mean, look, the production the last few weeks has not been anywhere close to what it's been. Uh, not even with Andy Dalton early in in his stint as the starter, but definitely not even close to Dak Prescott before he got hurt. So, uh, the rapport, the timing with wide receivers. That's why I, you know, we get to predictions in a minute. But but that's why experience is so critical at those two positions it's why Dak had guys out at his house throwing on a on a makeshift football field over the summer to try to get Mm -hmm. back what they didn't have during OTAs it's it's just so critical Isaiah I agree I agree I mean skill position there's so much that goes into timing uh, so much that goes into the chemistry, uh, you know, but but not too far behind is, you know, in a close second is offensive line. And it really just comes down to how much communication is being asked of the quarterback in terms of getting these guys set. Um, some teams put a lot of responsibility on the quarterback. Some teams put a lot of responsibility on the center. Um, sometimes it's the guard, um, you know, depending on the inexperience of the center. So it really just comes down to that. But I think, yeah, in terms of the, the chemistry uh, between the quarterbacks or the lack thereof, the chemistry between these quarterbacks and these receivers is, is definitely that um, has to be has to be the case. Wow. And look at how the mighty have fallen, man. Eight, eight weeks ago, we were talking about three uh, thousand yard receivers. And oh, now we have. Yep. Three sports cars that we can't drive, or three sports cars that we're putting diesel in, right? So, what, I mean, there's, there's no way that this offense can run with all the options that we have, and the only thing that we can rely on is our running game and a short passing game, to, and hopefully these guys can take it the rest of the way, and, and and hopefully, and just getting back to some of our NFC East matchups, Andy Dalton can return, uh, and that chemistry that we've been talking about at the skills position can return as well but right now it's just not there and these guys have to be frustrated as all heck uh because of it now 
this is a time to say it with your chest in terms of where you think the Cowboys are going to go this Sunday. And once again, I want to just preface this by saying we do not know at this very moment of this recording who will be the starting quarterback. But if you had to lean one way or the other, Rob, who would it be at quarterback for the Cowboys this week and, and why? Who do I think or who would I go with? Uh, give me both. Why not? Well, I've said if I'd go with one, I'd go with Cooper Rush, mainly just because he's the one of the two that I've seen play. I mean, I really haven't seen Garrett Gilbert play at the NFL level. Uh, I also, I think Cooper Rush's experience throwing to these particular set of receivers and tight ends Mm -hmm. could give him an advantage. Now, he just got here, and 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 he did tell us yesterday on a conference call that 90% of the offense is pretty much the same as it was last year when he was here. But if I had to lean towards what they might do, I might say Garrett Gilbert, just because based on what they've done to date, you know, Ben DiNucci started last week because he's been here, he was there a little bit longer than Garrett Gilbert. It's not that much of a difference. It's a couple weeks, but because of that, I might say they lean towards that. I mean, Cooper Rush has not been in a, with a team for a few weeks. You know, he just got here. Uh, for that reason, I might, I might side with the guy who's been around the offense just a little bit longer. But we'll see. I mean, they might want it. That's why practice is so important. You know, if Cooper Rush comes out and shows what he can do and shows a rapport, continuing with the guys he's played with before, maybe they make a different decision. No, I like that. I like that, Rob. And I'm, I, I believe the same thing as far as with Cooper Rush and his familiarity with Moore's system. But also with Garrett Gilbert, I think the other wrinkle is he spent a lot of his time in the AFC, AFC North in, in, in Ohio, with Cleveland and yeah. also with, with the Patriots. So that may give him uh, a leg up. And, I, and he's played in a June Jones system where he's throwing the ball around a lot at SMU. Uh, so, look, my heart says uh, Cooper Rush. Uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if Gary Gilbert uh, played uh, because of, like I said, the wrinkle of him being in the AFC. Uh, I'm going to go with Coop DeVille. Uh, I'm going with Coop DeVille. Oh, no, 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 no. Coop DeVille, yeah. Yeah, he gets a name. He gets a name. Yeah, he gets a nickname. Yeah, oh, the freaking gosh. Ben DiNucci gets a nickname. Are we, Cooper Rush, the are Coop DeVille gets a nickname. Are we already back there? Right. Have we not learned from Don't last right. week? Oh. We're already there. That's how, that's, how, that's how he's whipping that thing this weekend. We handed out nicknames last week. It didn't work, Isaiah. No, work. no, 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 no. I did not. So this week mm. I'm giving Coop DeVille all right, the nod. Coop DeVille is going to be the quarterback this week. Reason being, he has the most chemistry. He is. Um, he is. He is. Has he has the best relationship with uh, Kellen Moore. And that's that's facts, right? And at the end of the day, who's calling the plays? Mm-hmm. Right now, Kellen Moore is calling the plays. So the head coach is going to come to the office coordinator who calls the plays, right, and say, um, who you feel most comfortable with? He's like, uh, Cooper Rush. Why? Uh, because I know him. I know what he's capable of. Mm-hmm. I know that he knows my language. He knows my schemes. He knows all my stuff. And I and, and I just have a better knowledge base of him uh, versus going with Gary Gilmore. Gilmore, you just don't you don't know. Right. You don't know. You don't know. Right. And he doesn't know him. And nobody wants to go into a game with somebody that you don't know, especially when they're responsible for controlling your entire offense. So even if he even if Cooper Rush is less prepared at this point in time, you're more familiar with him, which means that you feel more comfortable making making different calls and things of that nature within his offense. Audibles. You can go back to things from your playbook from last year that you might not even installed yet, um, you know, just because of the familiarity. And that's that's why practice yesterday was so critical, Mm because. It was a padded practice. It was a longer practice like they normally do. They had a light practice Wednesday coming off the, the late game. So 
if Cooper Rush can come into practice and, and demonstrate a command of the offense, even though there's some tweaks from last year, then maybe that sways their decision. So, yeah, I, it is kind of a toss-up because, I mean, both guys really haven't been here that long. So uh, it's, kind of, it's kind of a wash. But, Kyle, we're giving everybody nicknames, man. We're giving you nicknames. We're That's just true. Yeah, we're just not going to share it right, yeah, yeah, just just share right just now. can't say that on yeah. air. But I, I think I whenever mean, you – No, are, I mean, but everybody has – yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> when you I think when you compare the two and you talk about it being a wash, you're going with the more experienced in terms of years NFL quarterback and Garrett Gilbert, and then you're going with a more comfortable feel with Cooper Rush. And I'm kind of going to want to go off of what you just said, Isaiah. Is it – more so the coordinator's decision here. I know the Mike McCarthy's going to ultimately have the final say, but is there a lot of weight on what Kellen Moore has to say in base of the fact of the playbook just might be thicker for Cooper Rush and that's why he might be selected? It's not, it has, I don't think it has anything to do with the, how decided the playbook because no matter who was at your who was at the helm of uh, the position this week, you weren't going to use your whole playbook. Okay. But it comes down to you know what's your confidence in him, right? What is your confidence to, that he's going to go out there and actually execute the plays that you're calling the way in which you want them ran? What's this? What's the confidence in terms of you being able to, to call a play and you knowing that he knows where you want him to go with the ball, right? These things like that, right? And then you step into the huddle. Well, how are these offensive linemen going to look at him? Are they going to look at him and say, "Hey, this cat just got here last week"? Or are they going to look at him? Like, hey, what's up, man? I ain't seen you in a while. You know, so it's you know, <laughs> so you know, all those all those things matter. Um, and you know, and uh, you, the last thing you want to do as an offensive coordinator is go into a game with somebody that you just are unfamiliar with because you, you, it's too minutes, it's too much new. You're dealing with a, a stout defense. You're dealing with a you know with, with with talent all across the board. You're dealing with mismatches. Um, you know, tempo, pace, all that jazz. And then you're gonna throw a quarterback in there that you don't know how how he's gonna handle it. You don't know if he's going to execute your plays. You don't know what his snap count's going to be like. You don't know if he's going to rush his snap count and throw your offensive lineman off, and now you're backing up five yards, and it's, it's, it's too much. It's too much. So you go where you're most uh, familiar, and that's with Cooper Rush. Do you think that offensive line's also more familiar with Cooper Rush as well, even with a center that's a Absolutely. rookie? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Interesting. I, I, I've always kind of wondered back and forth which one would matter more. At least this week I've wondered that because we're about to see our fourth quarterback in the span of five weeks as a Cowboys fan. So, I mean, it, either way, it's not going to be mean, pretty. I mean, like, Go for it. Look at it like this, right? We all used to play pickup basketball, right? Yeah. I know. I know Heckman used to be on the block. So you go to a pickup basketball court, right? And, and, and all of a sudden, you know, you got next. You got next, right? And, and all of a sudden, here comes dude out the car, and he comes all on, on the side on the sideline. You you got you got three of your guys picked out, and you're like, you know what? I, that dude's been sitting for a while. I don't really know him, but hey, that's I played with this dude a couple a couple years ago, and I remember him. He, he's not th- he's not that great, but I, I know what I'm what I'm gonna get out of him, right? So you like I'm gonna go with that cat because I know what I'm going to get. Mm. <laughs> I'm not gonna go with the new cat because it's a curveball. Right, it's a curveball. I'd rather go with with a potential uh, with with less possible potential, but I know what I have versus the unknown. Right, it's just like stocks. It's just like stocks. You can go with the you're gonna roll the dice, or you're gonna go with something that you know is steady and you can kind of control it. I can kind of control Cooper Rush, aka Coop Deville. Do you have another metaphor? I, I like the basketball. I like the. Stocks. I got a lot. I'm throwing it more. out there. Can you throw I, the? I'm throwing it out there. I got there. more. No. I, I got you know. I got Heckman Harrison. I got the HH. You know what I'm saying? I got the Rob Phillips. The the RP. I got my initials IRS, and we got KY. That's it. Great. And we're going to stay right there. Yep. We're going to stay right there. Uh, Let's go, baby. <laughs> so, look, here's the thing. If we ever have a pickup basketball game and I'm standing on the sideline, don't pick me up. <laughs> I cannot hoop. All oh. right. So, p- perception. 
perception is not reality in this situation. Dang. But either way, either way it looks, I think you would probably be a lot more comfortable going into a game like this if it were not the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. So let's just call it what it is. This is a tragedy, uh, and these this, these quarterbacks have they have not, they have not slept at all. It's kind of like us, man. And, and John King standing at the board all night, man. They are gonna have to have legs like King. Uh, standing at the <laughs> Yo, board. you saw my tweet this morning. I did. My... It, uh, it was awesome. It was awesome. But either way, either, <laughs> either way it goes, you know that the pressure that they're gonna be under from the Pittsburgh Steelers defense is gonna be immense. And hopefully, and we talked about it. You know the difference between Danucci and Rush or, or Gilbert. Is hopefully, man, they don't they don't fumble the ball. They if there is a sack that they don't fumble the ball as well. And you know that they're Pittsburgh still a defense. That's what they're all about is getting to the quarterback and causing those errors like that. Yeah, Mike McCarthy said yesterday or the other day, you know, we got to do this. You know, we got to have command of the offense. And he said we got to take care of the damn ball, damn ball. <laughs> he threw in a four letter word there. He's never done that before Love when it. it comes to ball security. So I think oh, he's, yeah. I think his I think his patience is getting tested just a little bit. Eight games in, finally. Finally. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, and the frustration. Yeah, finally. You need, you need it. You should fear your coach. I, yeah. And, and you, I mean, you should fear your coach. I mean, out of all my time in the NFL, the only coach that I didn't fear was Coach Carroll. And the only reason – and, and coach, coach Phillips. I didn't fear Coach Phillips either, but that didn't – we see how that went. Um, yeah. When I was – you know, I think if you think about the Steelers, right? Think about the personality of your coach. Now, we I know we mentioned this a couple of days ago. Mike Tomlin, I don't even know Mike Tomlin, but I know that if I was on that team, I might want to do everything that he says. Yeah. I just, I just might want to do it, right? You think about uh, shoot, who else? Coach Coughlin. The time I spent with Coach Coughlin, you might want to get on board with what Coach Coughlin is saying. Otherwise, you're probably not going to be around, right? Belichick. Start thinking about all the different personalities, right? And and as we're talking about culture and establishing one. You cannot establish a culture if you're not set, putting your foot down because people are always going to test it, right? And I think we saw a little bit of it when, when B. Carr got released, mm-hmm. right? And I think we saw it a little bit on the back end, but forward facing, you got to let it, you got to let everybody know this is my team. This is how it's going to go down. And we just, I know that might not be his, his natural personality, but at some point in time, you rather that be in the, out in the, out in the forefront versus it being in response to a bunch of negative, which I think we're starting to see right now, which you saw the four-letter word come out. Yeah, and it's like, and we don't know what he's saying privately necessarily. No, not at all. Absolutely. But, but, but no, to your point, like, I think he's very direct and, and honest with players. I think that's always been his, his MO. But, yeah. but to your point, I think he's probably had to balance, like, I, this is a, a brand new team. We haven't had a lot of time together. Uh, so I've got to show these guys I care but then at some point, like when it's not getting done on the field, you've got to put your foot down, like you said. Absolutely. So, you know, especially seven games in, it's reaching a point where, you know, you keep losing games the same exact way. I mean, although they actually won the turnover battle last week. But yeah, those turnovers on offense, they just continue. So I mean, that's the biggest thing, man. Whoever plays quarterback this week, just just take care of the football. At least give yourself a chance in this game. You can't give Ben Roethlisberger any no. any extra possessions. By no means. Now, we do have to take a break. We've gone way over at this point, and I want to continue yeah. this conversation because I feel like there's a ton of pressure on this coaching staff this week specifically to at least see some positives. We, we, we'll we give our predictions later, but in terms of the positives, I want to hear about that and more about this coaching staff when we come back here on Talking Cowboys. 
There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you'll see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more. Essilor here on Talking Cowboys. Second segment. We went really long on that first segment, so you're welcome, Cowboys Fit Nation, for not taking a break, and you can listen all the way through that first segment. But stick with us, because we've still got (laughs) Say It With Your Chest predictions coming up at Mm. 9.50 here in about 10 minutes as we've got some predictions to get to. I do want to preface it. I did not update the standings. I forgot to do that this morning. So I will tweet it Thank out. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank you, God. I will tweet it out following the show. Heck was the one that's convenienced by it because he's the only one that picked the Cowboys last week and he dropped the game at least. I think he might have dropped two, but I'm not totally sure. I'll tweet it out after the show. That way we have the standings. Rob, you see this? The fix this, is hey, in, Isaiah. This, this is election meddling right here. Right? You see this right here? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. I'm like yes, Nevada. I'm taking my time, guys. I'm taking <laughs> Take my time. Take time, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Rob Phillips, Heckma Harrison, a.k.a. Luscious, and then we've got Isaiah, the tax man. <laughs> you are evil. I you are an evil person, I Kyle. I'm evil. Evil. I know. I'm you sorry. You said it. You're the you one that it. said it, though. So uh, You were thinking it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, I kind of want to continue this coaching conversation that we started in the last segment. We're talking about fearing coaches and fearing the at least the the wrath of coaches just because of one four letter word that Mike McCarthy decided to throw out in the press conference this week. But we haven't gone we've gone all week without talking about Mike Nolan, especially because they finally got a good performance out of the defense last week, and we haven't really talked a bunch about Nolan and really the improvement we saw on that side of the football 
What have you guys seen improvement-wise from the defense that can be attributed to the coaching staff, Heckma? Is there anything that sticks out, especially since now he's on the sideline and he's able to coach up his guys? Yeah, I think it's just communication. And, we, you know, those, those high school coverages that we've talked about that have been blown uh, up until this point uh, that are just seemed like our guys just couldn't get, get a grasp of what Coach Mike Nolan was talk, wanted uh, from him. That's one thing that I've seen. As far as the pass rush uh, on the edges, I've seen that improve uh, as well. Guys, we've, we've seen some communication errors uh, in getting guys lined up, and we're still having those problems with blown assignments there, but maybe just in, in the defensive secondary. But I want to mention to you and talk about, because we've talked about this all week, just culture. Uh, and getting all those things established. Guys, I had a great opportunity yesterday to interview my uncle, Joe Green, and I asked him about that. I asked him about that. I asked him about what was it like to establish that culture that the Pittsburgh Steelers have that permeates from the older generation of Steelers to the new generation of Steelers. And he talked about what those benchmarks were when he got drafted in 68 uh, from Coach Noel and just setting the the standard through each and every class. And he talked about the guys that came in all the way through the 80s and the 90s and the standard being the standard. That's what Mike McCarthy, Coach Mike McCarthy, is trying to establish here is a standard in connecting the old generation to the new generation of great cowboy players. And we have to we have to get that. And it doesn't matter if it's a in a down years, players are hurt. The standard has to be the standard with us as cowboys because the drop off is severe and it, you, you're defensively, offensively, all of those great players that we've had. We have to try and connect that uh, so that we can have that culture that we've been talking about. Rob. No, that's interesting. Um, I, to answer your question, Kyle, I would, I would just say I would agree with Heckma that it, it's it's the communication. There's been less busts in the secondary. Uh, they did a better job in the second half against the run. And as we've continued to say, it's more about just being assignment sound. Uh, yeah. and, and, and I think they benefited from a confidence standpoint, making some plays early, making some big plays early. Uh, yeah. Your best player, Tank, getting go- things going on the first drive and then other players kind of feeding off of that. I thought that was, that was important. Um, but yeah, what Heckman said that that's interesting about coaching because from, you know, the Cowboys tried this with Jason Garrett for 10 years and ultimately it didn't work out, but the Steelers haven't had that many coaches, you know, it's almost mm-hmm. like a college program. I mean, they have, yeah. they have coaches for 10, 20 years at a time <laughs> that, that really lay out a culture that works over time. And that's one reason why they've been successful. They're also, really good at drafting players yep. and fitting players to schemes that they kind of keep over time, more or less. Yeah, I think more than anything, fellas, I think for myself, um, I'm going to have to go with the fact that they, they're playing with a little bit more energy. Um, and, and yeah, that was, that was apparent last week. I think by getting those, those veterans off the team, it allowed those young guys to really step up and feel as if they were empowered enough to establish, start to try to establish a, a, a character for this defense. And, you know, hopefully that character will eventually turn into a culture. Um, but, you know, you saw D Law, you know, playing hard. You saw Diggs making some, some, some tough catches, obviously in coverage. Um, you know, when he played press coverage, I think he was very effective when he actually got hands on guys. And I think you started to see a little bit of the characteristics of what this team could be. You know, Van Der Esch getting a tough hit. You know, that's what this defense is capable of. Uh, but a lot of times you have to do it. You got to see yourself do it, and then you got to see. Then you have to have fun with it, right? And when you when you do that, you start to look around and be like, "Oh crap! This 
this is okay. We can, we can run around and hit people and yeah, and 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 we can actually high five each other and jump up and and get crunk. How about and, that? And how about that, man? I mean, and, and coaches <laughs> and coaches happy. Look at coach. Everybody's gonna look at coach. Oh shoot, coach. Coach is high. Oh, this is us, yeah. right? So yeah. it's 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 like a. It's like a trial by you know a trial by error type of thing, and, and you know I, it was it was inspiring to see last week. Obviously, wasn't wasn't enough, but it was inspiring oh, to yeah. see, and, and it's something to build off of. So I look forward to seeing more of it. Now, now that you've broken that seal and you've you've kind of seen the success that you can have as a defense, do you expect that to move into a week when you play a better opponent? Because like we've talked about already, Philly is Philly. I mean, we 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 have our own issues. They have their own issues whenever it comes to the Eagles and the Cowboys. But now that you have an actual offense that knows how to move the football, one of the top scoring offenses in the NFL coming to town, do you expect that to continue, Isaiah? And if there's one person on this defense that needs to step up and play well, who would it be? I I think that they are outmatched. I'm just going to say it as, as plainly as possible, as simple as possible. I think they're outmatched, but even when you're outmatched, if they take on the character they took on last week and they play fast and they play physical um, and they make everything contested, I think even by, you know, even if this team comes in here and runs, runs through you like seaweed water, um, I think you can still prove a lot to yourself. Um, you know, you, you still prove a lot to yourself. You can still prove a lot to each other um, by how you play, how, how, how you play against this, this, this offense. Um, because this office is ran by one of the, you know, the, 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 the longstanding veterans and more respected quarterbacks in this league. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he has a ton of talent around him. And, and the only way in which you can beat this team is if you're flying around. The only way Baltimore competes with this team is because they fly around. Um, and I think that you have to, I think this team forces you to play a certain way. Cause if you don't play that certain way, you have zero chance. When I say zero, I mean zero because they will just run you off the table. So I think that they they have opportunity to do that. When you talk about as far as who who has to step up, I think D Law has to keep the energy going. I think he has to keep the energy bus going. I think that everybody is now looking to him. I think everybody on the se- second level is now looking to to Vander Esch. You know, Vander Esch, you're our, you're our guy. And Jalen is just like, okay, yeah, you do you, and I'm I get to run around. And and you know, and I think those are the two guys that are really. You know, that are really need to step up for this defense. I'm not sure who is going to be in the secondary. Um, you know, I like, I like Anthony Browns. I like his, you know, how, how tenacious I like his fight. Um, but, but we'll see. Rob? I totally agree. It, it's got tank, tank set the tone for the defense by what he said after the Washington game and what he showed from, from drive one against Philly and carrying it through. It was awesome. So, tank for sure. Uh, yeah. And, and look, he, he plays hard all the time. He does, and I said it earlier yep. in the year. He was on the injury report. He didn't look healthy to me. He was limping around. He said yesterday, "I feel he feels great." You know, he's been off the injury report for a little bit, but I think it's showing up in his play and in his production, not just with sacks, but in the run game, uh, setting edges, things like that. <clears throat> so that's key. And you know, just just I mean, this is simple, but if you're going to have a chance against a team this good. We talk about complementary football. It's not just the defense. The, the offense has to take care of it. They've got to, They've got to make some big plays to score points. Special teams got to take care of their house. Uh, it's got to be all three phases playing their best game of the season. It's just as simple as that because this is probably the best team they're going to play all year. Mm-hmm. Now, both of you guys make really good points, and, and I agree with that, and I think <clears> – <throat> 
that Tank is the guy that you look to uh, on defense. But in the NFL, it's been any given Sunday. And so you've you got to give the Cowboys a puncher's chance, right? Uh, if all of those complimentary football things go as planned for us and don't turn the ball over. But still, you, you like you said, Isaiah, this is you, you sort of look. Uh, outmatched uh, in this in this contest coming up against the the Steelers, but for the defense, I think they just want to take away one thing. If it's going to be the passing game that we can't stop for the Steelers, let's not allow their running game to have 250 yards. James Conner does not scare me. Uh, and so those are the, the things that we can control for our defensive front, establishing the line of scrimmage. We have been weak in that area. We've seen guys, other, other numbers, I won't call them out, but just completely just getting blown off the ball, getting blown off the line of scrimmage. We have to establish that, play quicker, uh, keep that energy week in and week out. But Tank is one. Alden Smith is another. I hope that knee is getting better. Randy Gregory, I want to see him this week and see what he brings to the table because – Big, also, Big Ben has has taken some sacks, and that yep. offensive line, no matter how you look at them and being good, they still surrender sacks. So if we can do the other, do that on the other side by strip sack fumbling uh, for us, I think it works. This defense, all they have is to play with energy, play together, and believe that they can get it done because no one else believes that they can. It's a good point. A lot of uh, nothing-to-lose mentality whenever it comes to that defense and really the entire organization heading into this game on Sunday. But we've got predictions coming up. All the talk, all the preview is now in the rearview mirror. Time to throw it down and say it with your chest like normal. Before we go to break, though, get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fans. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just $20. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United. All right, guys. When we come back, let's t- let's say it with your chest. NFL predictions for Week Nine. When we come back on Talking Cowboys, we're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears. Okay, let's play. Cream Soda and Dr Pepper time. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. There's nothing as unique as our eyes. Which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision. Essential Blue for protection. And Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. 
May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. All right, y'all, let's say it with your chest. It's prediction time here on Talking Cowboys. Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, Hekma Harrison, I'm Kyle Yeomans, and we've got about five minutes to knock out about five games and see how many we can get let's through go. here. Let's go. Ravens, Colts, let's both go. teams 5-2. and two. Indianapolis 6-0 six six and oh at home versus Baltimore all-time, including the playoffs against the Ravens, and they are at home again at Lucas Oil Stadium. Isaiah, who you got? Ravens, let's go. Ravens on the road. Rob? Ravens, they, they get a game back after kind of blowing a lead against Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Heckma? Mm-hmm. The, the, the Baltimore versus Baltimore? No, I'm not that old. Uh, uh, and so <laughs> let's go Ravens. I'll go Ravens. Ooh, that's that's a good one. I, it's going to be a Raven sweep across the board. I think Baltimore gets it done on the road. I think they're just better. I like the Colts, though. I think they've got a pretty solid team. Okay, NFC East battle, the or least battle, I should say. Giants one and seven against the Washington Football Team at two and five. New York has won four straight games versus Washington. I think that streak comes to an end this weekend. I think Washington gets the win at home against New York. Heckman. Somewhere a toilet just flushed. Um, <laughs> let's see. I'm going to go with the Washington. I'm going to go with the football team. Oh, gosh. Oh, Jesus. Rob? Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. I. You know, the Giants are playing better lately. I'll go with the Giants. Why not? Okay. Oh. All right. I'm going, I'm going with the nameless ones. The nameless, the nameless ones. Okay, Bears, Titans, the battle of the once forgotten lost toy Ooh. QBs of Nick Foles and uh, excuse me, Ryan Tannehill. Both teams with five wins. Tennessee won two of the last three games against Chicago. Rob, who you got? Tennessee or Chicago? Yep. Um, give me Derrick Henry in Tennessee. Bears got problems Ooh. on offense. That's true. That's true. All right, Heckma. I'm going Titans. Titans. Isaiah. I'm going with the home of the sweetness, Chi-Town. Going with the Burrs. I'm going to go with the Titans. They've lost two in a row, and I think they can get back on track in this one. And they're at home, and I think that does play dividends. Now, Sunday night football. This could be a really good game. I'm looking forward to this. Saints and Buccaneers. You've got both got old timers mm. at quarterback. You got Tommy Rematch. B on one side. You've got Drew Brees on the other side. Battle of the NFL's two top time or top two all time passing leaders. I'm gonna take the Saints reluctantly to get an upset win over the Buccaneers on the road. I think they get it done. Rob. Bucks defense is nasty from what I've seen. And you have Tommy touchdown. Give me Tampa Bay. Mm. Heckma? Ooh, I think it, the cannons are going to be firing, man. I'm going with the Tampa Bay. Yep. I'm going with, with, with TB12, uh, my ex-teammate. I think Godwin coming back, and I think that Leonard Fournette's found his groove over there too. So going with, with Tampa. 
Is it too late to change a pick? Am I going to get fined for changing a pick? Uh, yep, can't do it. It would be a kangaroo court fine, yes. But what? What? I just want. I'm curious as to what your uh, pick would be. Why'd you just? Uh, what are you I doing? Got, I got to go with the Washington football team. Oh, oh we switched it up the I can't. I can't. Wait yeah. a minute. Are we allowing this meddling okay. again? Are we allowing this meddling again? How about this? No, what he just I'm, did asking, I'm asking permission. Okay. I'm asking permission. Wow. Here's the thing. I, I feel like I it would be unfair for out. any three of us <laughs> to tell Rob that he can or cannot change his pick. So I'm going to defer our judgment to the, the all overseeing of Mr. Chris Once Beam. you put your ballot in, you can't change it, sir. Chris, Chris Beam, is Chris this allowed you know what? or not? You know what? That's fair. That's, that's fair. Isaiah's right. Let's you know. Let's go G men. Let's go G men Sunday. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Chris said, "Did you go back and change your vote I'm on sorry. Tuesday?" So we're gonna we're gonna disallow it at this <laughs> no, point because Chris it. made a joke and he was right, laughing the whole time. So we're gonna we're gonna keep it. Thank uh, you, Supreme Court. <laughs> Supreme beam. <laughs> Supreme beam in the back, getting the job done. Okay. <laughs> he said, "Be ready for that lawsuit." I love that. Okay. So. Moving on <laughs> to the big one. Pittsburgh Steelers, Dallas Cowboys, Sunday afternoon on CBS. Our f- friendly neighborhood color commentator, Wait, do- Tony Romo, a- on the call. Not- what was that? We're not doing a Seattle game? No, we're you're going to pick Seattle. Seattle. We're all going to pick Seattle. It's going to be oh, do you- one of the best games of the week. Would anybody have picked Who are they playing? Buffalo. It's the Seattle versus the Bills. That's a tough game. Ooh. Let's pick any, that, Kyle. Okay, let's pick it. Fine, really quickly. Go, Isaiah. Seattle. Okay, Rob. Seahawks. Go. Seahawks. Okay, Heckma. <laughs> wow, this wasn't even a game we were picking. He can't do that. He can't. Come it's on. A, it's probably the most competitive game all week. Oh God, I'm I'm, I'm going Bills. Oh, okay. Oh, he's gonna get a game back. I'm gonna pick the Seahawks. He's gonna get a game yeah. back. Okay, I'm gonna pick Seattle Bills. here. Okay, going to Steelers and Cowboys. I'll go first just to get us rolling. I think whenever you look at this game, I think there is a chance the Cowboys make it close. I just don't think they have enough, and I think they fall at home to the Steelers. Steelers are the best team in the NFL right now, in my opinion. I think they have a chance to make a run at a Super Bowl, and the Cowboys obviously do not, and you're going to throw Cooper Rush, Garrett Gilbert, or Ben DiNucci out there, and I don't know if that's necessarily enough to even remotely uh, have a chance to win this game. So I think I'm going to pick the Steelers, and it's going to be 27-13 final score. Or Isaiah, who you got? I'm going with the Steelers 34 to, to 6. 34 6. Wow, that's a big gap. Okay, Rob. Steelers 30, Cowboys 14. I you know, we don't know who's starting at quarterback Two touchdowns. for the Cowboys. There's wow. just not there's just more stability with the Steelers right now and yep. much better play overall this season. I gotta go with Pittsburgh. I hate it, but that's the case. So, all right, guys. Oh my god. I have to. I was taking my mic off and walking off. Oh, um, <laughs> so just to preface this pick, Heckma is the Trojan horse in the royalty of a Steelers royal family of Mean Joe Green. We mentioned that earlier as his uncle. All of your family, right, Heckma, are Steelers fans, correct? But you are mm, yeah, Cowboys yeah. true blue all the, the way through, Die right? Hard. Okay, so loyalty is soil. I want to let that be known before this pick is made. Mandalorian, this is the way. 
<laughs> Look, and, and I'm telling you, it's, it's gotten really disrespectful this week in my family. Uh, a lot of tagging, oh, no. uh, a lot of posts that have been made. Guys are digging up pictures. Uh, it, it's not cool. And I just want to let all of my family that know that you guys have no coof at all. Uh, so, yeah, there's that. And, but this game, I got to pick the Steelers. Oh, he bumbled it. Isaiah's got his ear cupped to the camera. <laughs> Did you just turn on I your gotta, loyalty? I got I got to pick the Steelers. Uh, can you say that they, one more well, time? I couldn't it was a hear that. Fast. It was a little quick. I got to pick two. Uh, you, gotta, you, got <laughs> you got it. <laughs> we did. We got it. Hey, we're with you, buddy. We don't like picking the Steelers either, but that's just kind of where we're at right now with Cowboys. Hey, here's the thing. If they go out and get a dub, we come back on Monday and we get to celebrate. It's going to be a party. I'll bring balloons. We'll bring Big smelly stickers. It'll be a whole thing. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> yes. I'll bring smelly the, stickers. the smelly stickers back. It'll be great. So overall, let's have some fun with it. Hopefully the Cowboys get a win. Heckma, Isaiah, remind me, I do have to take your smelly stickers tonight and Sunday whenever I see you guys next. So. That's going to do it here this week for Talking Cowboys. We'll be back on Monday, 930, to break it all back down. Special thanks to Chris Beam in the back for Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback. I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you next time on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!